Hello, dear listeners, Editor JT here. After many requests and lots of planning, we're excited to announce we've officially sold out to Big T-Shirt, and Deprogram merch is now available. As we all know, you're not a real communist unless you sell products to your listeners. And friend, have we got some products for you. We collabed with some very talented designers from the community and came up with a bunch of designs we think you'll love. Whether you want a sticker for your laptop, a Chattanooga state-affiliated media hat, or Hakeem's patented I'm So Tired coffee cup, we've got a little something for everyone. It's a great way to feed your crippling consumption habit and support the show while you're at it. The merch is available right now at fourthwall.com slash the deprogram. That's F-O-U-R-T-H-W-A-L-L dot com slash the deprogram. Now, on to the show. I look like the coziest boy right now. I'm wrapped up uh, like uh, a cute little, uh, not that little, more like a fat ass tortilla. Uh, it's it, <laughs> because it's painfully early where I'm at. Uh, but uh, you know this uh, immense human sacrifice of waking up yes. at uh, eight a.m. is uh, more than <laughs> worth it uh, to be able to have uh, obviously our brilliant guests on today, mm. all the way over from uh, the continent that doesn't exist, Australia. Uh, uh, which exactly. uh, makes me think, actually, for, uh, if you're Australian and you never traveled anywhere and only interacted with people online, you probably think like all nations that, you know, fall west of you geographically are just very sleepy boys because, you know, they're always half dead when uh, whenever you're awake and talking to them. Is that true? Yeah, I, I was going to say that, but I didn't, I didn't want to offend you guys. Yeah, you guys are incredibly sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's, it's 6 p.m. It's uh, the sun's still out here. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused by what's happening. You, you say that, but you're literally drinking a coffee at oh, six yeah, pm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> he's the he's the real sleeping boy here. I have an insensitive question about Australians. Uh, excuse the potential racism. When when the when the sea levels rise. Yep. Will you guys still be a country because all your cities are just right on the edge? Well, I think it'll be nice because I think all the rich areas, which are like you know, ocean, ocean built on, on the ocean, they'll all be underwater. So hopefully the Based. kind of the poorer areas or areas further away will become ocean mm. front. So it's like, that's my plan yeah, is to invest there. Global warming comes in and takes <laughs> that, out the rich people. Exactly right. That's yeah. a little that's communist a... climate change. I love that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. See, I'm looking forward to it. The... Absolutely. <laughs> mm. the, for the climate denial uh, crowd, that's a, that's an absolutely perfect pitch. Uh, get, get all the they'll, rich They'll ones. find ways... Yeah, they'll find ways to take insurance claims out on it and then just offshore the costs to the rest of us. <laughs> Is that why you guys spread uh, your podcast around three different countries to kind of have the best bet in exactly. case the sea levels rise? At least like one of you will survive. Uh, <laughs> not only, I, I think it's more. Yeah, go. I think it's more to uh, have a, a safe haven for when the ine- inevitable hammer comes on. Most likely, our boy JT. Yeah, rip me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Which isn't um, it funny? Like uh, B and Hakim, both from uh, basically what you could define as third world countries and yet probably jt has Fail the states. most to worry about <laughs> oh when God. it comes to being an online activist so uh, we might bomb you guys but i might true. get arrested <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no it's okay it's okay uh, he'll uh jt will come and lead the revolution from uh, from afar <laughs> and evie will be the 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 his daughter <laughs> she'll be the what's it called soldier on the ground she'll be organizing everything she'll be our uh, on the front lines of the commander. water wars yeah Inshallah. And, and, and obviously we, we are like massive hypocrites as, as socialists and we use the fact that we are on three different continents basically to uh, avoid paying taxes pretty much. You know? Oh, yeah. I don't think... <laughs> I, this is this is a joke, by the way. We all pay our fucking... <laughs> oh, we, 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 
weren't joking. Okay, speak we for yourself, joking. Mike. Like, we were thinking, speak how much yourself. do I reveal about my tax evasion on, yeah. on this podcast? <laughs> exactly right. Patreon is probably a This good... is a tax evasion podcast, so we're going to have a, a nice thorough discussion on how exactly... Uh, you guys are going to get me arrested. Jesus Christ. My, <laughs> my, my plan on the podcast Look, was... you invest in art. Uh, yeah, they, get some bored apes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, my plan was just to name drop different things I've purchased recently in the podcast, just to like mm. be able to claim it on tax, mm. to claim that I needed to buy them in order to talk about them on the podcast. Mm. Fuck me, that is absolutely incredible. That that is very. Strange. I don't know what it worked, but <laughs> even in my in my shithole country, my god, uh, it's the only part that works. The 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 tax people, they're the, they're the only people who. Uh, okay. I have to like mm-hmm. I have to I had to officially become uh, the bourgeois in order for me to pay taxes mm-hmm. because the, uh, like obviously nobody understands what the fuck like Patreon is over here. Probably yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that uh, we're special, but everybody told me you know you have to like open a firm in order for you to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, be able to declare your taxes as income. Uh, and I open mm-hmm. like a, a firm that's defined as a media firm or whatever the fuck. Uh, and mm-hmm. like not even knowing the other year, you know, I pay my taxes on uh, on this uh, uh, these pennies that I make through this shit. And uh, they hit me up and they're like, oh, no, actually, you, you can get like tax deduction. And I'm like, from what? And they're like, well, basically, the videos you make, they can be defined as documentaries, mini documentaries. Mm-hmm. And they kind of to an extent are, I guess, question mm-hmm. mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that mm-hmm. is classified as, uh, you know, uh, art. And the artists in the in EU or whatever get like a 30% tax cut. And like the IRS, you know, the local IRS called me to give me a tax cut. Like a, a guy that makes random videos. Wow. Imagine what they do with mm. like people that make like millions yeah. upon millions. They literally like, mm. please don't give me your money. It's absolutely <laughs> yeah. incredible. But then if you fuck, over, fuck up and don't pay them, you know, instead of uh, paying, I don't know, 10K, you, you pay them 9,990. You forgot the $10. They'll come down on your ass without even blinking twice it's mm. the it's the paradox of of wealth that we all know all too well but uh obviously we don't have uh the easiest uh, money laundering method on on planet earth which we will <laughs> talk about later which uh which you boys have literally as dispensaries on uh, every 20 mm. meter <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah i was about to complain about getting taxed here but actually no it's it's a million loopholes. Yeah. Well, you just need to get paid in cash. That's all. We need, yeah. just need YouTube to start sending us bills to our, yeah. you know, our letterbox, <laughs> and then we can use that tax evasion. We, we were so close to convincing Susan to do it. Now they like changed her to some other guy, and yeah. now I have to start all over again. He's not a fan of cash. We'll get him next time. <laughs> J- JT and I, I think we have a common parallel where it's like, you don't know exactly how much you owe, yeah. um, and <laughs> yeah. you can't ask them. Like They won't tell you, but you have to get it right. Um, you must get it so right. You, you cannot overpay, or they will yeah. charge you. You cannot underpay, what? or they will charge what? you. Uh, they charge you overpay. They charge you. Basically, you're tipping them, and they and then they charge mm. you extra after tipping. Correct. Yes. Yeah, that's ridiculous bizarre. system. It's, it's yeah, and and you gotta you, you gotta sit there with a fucking board official waiting for two hours until they get back to you just to tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's the most infuriating process and that's why everybody has to have a guy. Um, as our dear Gopnik says, you just have to, you have to find a guy yes. who will look over all this nonsense and then somehow finagle it. I don't know. 
There you go. I mean, as 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 a, as a socialist, you can excuse so many things. For example, you can mm-hmm. excuse corruption, like having a guy, <laughs> you know, cutting in line, doing shit like this, because obviously the whole system is fucked up and corrupt. And oh, yet another, uh, you know, me, the the lowly working man, uh, participating <laughs> in this corruption is excusable. Or obviously the greatest excuse I've ever heard. You know, you don't pay your taxes because you know sixty seventy percent of it goes to the military industrial com- uh, complex and then goes and blows up uh, Hakeem yeah. basically so, so oh, that's why you don't <laughs> Lamar, I would like to pay for that <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you uh, very uh, very you selfless would, of you would do amazing. finish what we started go ahead Australia go on finish the job for us um, <laughs> dude do you know a fucked up thing do you guys remember the video you made where uh, you went to the arms um, convention uh, yeah. yeah I don't know expo yeah exactly yeah and there was that guy the Australian war criminal who was in his Darth Vader suit, and oh he was like, "Yeah, God. so you just kind of disassociate, so you can basically kill people without oh. feeling anything." <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> my God. That was so insane. I, uh, I mean, I was very happy talking to him because I was like, "Oh, he's just saying perfect things," but um, yeah. but at the same time, it's just it is very confronting to see like how these people talk when they think you're one of them. It's kind of just like, mm. yeah, this is all just all just bros having a chat about. Well, it makes you realize that there are so many other people that share that exact same. Yeah point of view yeah. and think it's normal if you can say it out loud because i thought yeah. if you're a murderer you're not going to tell anyone but it's weird to brag about it like that. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and things yeah. i wasn't even really uh, i'll i no i was just gonna say um you know you've seen like uh, all of us have seen these videos of american police in the u.s and how they're so like mad with power and how mm-hmm. they yell and all that and pointing guns at people and all this fucking oh get out of the grab <laughs> this fucking soy rage um, <laughs> yeah exactly there's th- them and their soy rage American military personnel, when they're occupying countries, take that times a hundred. That's what they're all yeah, like. It's yeah. there's no professionality. There's no. It's all basically like you're at the whim of. Uh, uh, you could be shot in the back just because you looked at them, you know, yeah. weird. And nobody will bat an eye. No, they like to pretend every time this comes up. Uh, some American war crime somewhere, you'll have some Reddit uh, dweeb writing, oh, but actually in the middle, they can be all fucking court martial. And <laughs> how many times has that actually fucking happened? Yeah. How many t- do, you know, do you know how many times I've seen it? I've seen it. <laughs> it's fucked up to laugh about. Do you know how many times I've seen this shit? And nothing has ever happened to these people. I can promise you. Yeah. Anyways, well, we had um, yesterday. We were hanging out with a with a dude, um, Major David McBride. He's a. It was like an Australian soldier that went to Afghanistan, but it essentially became a whistleblower and showed mm, how mm, they were based. covering up all these war crimes. Um, and he is the only person getting prosecuted <laughs> from, from that serving <laughs> Afghanistan. He's that potentially right. serving life in yeah. prison because he revealed the Jesus crimes of Christ. these soldiers. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I like to look at it like... Um, you know, people that are, I don't know, into My Little Pony, and they you wouldn't tell anyone else you're into My Little Pony, except if you know you're sitting mm. with another brony or whatever the term was. Same with, like, war criminals or people in the military-industrial complex, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> they behave like everyday dudes, but then when they realize somebody else is into My Little Pony or blowing up brown-looking motherfuckers, uh, they obviously start uh, talking about disassociation and start using mm. all these mm. fancy terms as, you know... We expired many of them, which uh, is the latest what? term I've heard about uh, basically killing a motherfucker. 
uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it, we liquidated, <laughs> yeah, liquidated, <laughs> vaporized. But that one is scary uh, now, you know. The, the, but just expiring mm-hmm. them because that's what the, yeah. they used to like use for for animals. You know, the animal expired when it uh, died naturally. Yeah. It sounds like a food product <laughs> term or something. Yeah, food product or like before processed date, before before the. You know, I was googling like I ate some really nice lamb that was like they said like Swedish or Norwegian or whatever on the menu, uh, and I was like, okay, this is like too good like how do they make it this soft and then i figured out that uh when they're little babies they uh-huh. put them in they very thick them. mud so that they can't move uh and then <laughs> you know they grow them in this mud uh, mm. which like not even the slightest piece of their muscle can develop but before they butcher it or whatever and uh, then i read an article on how to prepare it properly because i'm a soulless uh, degenerate uh, <laughs> no, obviously but, mm. but uh, uh and it uh, all the terms that they use for basically, you know, massacring these tiny, cute little baby lambs was um, calf. Sorry, not even lambs. I apologize. Uh, was you know the the processing the animal before the animal is processed before mm. the animal is. Da, da, da. And we're seeing more and more of this language being used in uh, uh, you know in uh, in conflicts as well expiring processing but all of this is a cliche one is going to stop being a cliche is when we start fucking eating the people that we're invading okay (laughs) putting them in mud for 10 years before we eat them I feel like that would almost be a better reason to invade countries than the reasons we have. <laughs> right. At least you get examined. Yeah, like, yeah, true. Like, true. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> you're suggesting we should start <laughs> eating. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. But wouldn't wouldn't like you know the the super rich quote unquote whites like find that an additional level of uh, invented racism to be like uh, if we're gonna do wars for that reason to to eat the people we gotta invade like uh, more. people purer nations because yeah, I'm not yeah, eating that yeah. brown motherfucker. <laughs> well, I, feel like, I feel like you just oh end God. up invading a obese country, I guess. Maybe. Invading themselves. I don't yes, know. Yes, let's like, go. Themselves. Just kind of <laughs> s- sedentary obese population is... <laughs> People, people are kind of just like trapped in mud by their own um, habits. Well, capitalism, yeah. yeah. The American Cannibal Wars. I, man, I, would, yeah. I would pay money uh, to watch that movie. Oh. As chairman, I'll make sure to increase white-on-white crime, but at least 40%. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. You guys don't count. One of you is Balkanoid and the other is... Uh, uh, are you are you ethnic ethnic Australian? You know you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> well, because Angloid of the Australian variety. I, I was born here, but my parents are actually born in China. They're um, Russian Russian Chinese. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so f- they, oh let's go. All so right. Okay. See, yeah, exactly. No, Boom. nobody in this in this chat right now is white. I, uh, I feel oppressed. Uh. I, I'm the only white guy <laughs> here. I'm underrepresented. A, this is white genocide. You're one. You're one sixty fourth Cherokee. will save you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Alex is is <laughs> kind of white. I mean, his his family are white Russians. They're the ones that refused to get with the program and had to run away. Yeah. Fucking losers. <laughs> And then they got kicked out of China, but I guess everyone yeah, did at that time just, as well. It's a long history of just like <laughs> running away from revolutions. Yep. Just can't wait for the revolution to happen to here so I can get rid of Alex. Exactly right. <laughs> Hopefully the revolution happens in Australia and you guys will turn that non-existent country into... Into <laughs> <laughs> a country. Use your uranium mines for good. <laughs>
Welcome comrades, tavarishi and habibis to yet another episode of the D program. Today we have the pleasure of hosting some of the most popular, creative, brilliantly hilarious, no punches held back, balls the size of the moon, leftist content creators out there. The two legends from Boy Boy. Most of you probably know about their channel or at the very least know them by some of uh, their classics like getting a haircut in North Korea, impersonating a weapons dealer and infiltrating a literal military-grade weapons convention, crazy shit like how much money can we launder in a day, and my personal favorite, Disney Made Us Gay, which uh, honestly inspired <laughs> me into devising a plan on how to get Hakeem and JT to Disney in order to finally make our dream of a three-way gay podcast yes. family come true. At last. Uh, <laughs> Jokes aside, uh, these two managed to create incredibly class-conscious, uh, scolding documentaries on the status quo, filled to the brim with fantastic argumentation while still making it absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, and they do edgy React videos now too, which is <laughs> obviously super fun. Anyways, without further ado, welcome boys. How are we today? Could you please tell our guests a bit about yourself and thank you for coming. Oh, thanks for having us. I, I don't don't know what to say. You made us sound so cool in, in the yeah. intro. Now, anything we say from now on is just going to be lame. Yeah, that's well, great. Great introduction. And I like it that you said you liked um, Disney Made Us Gay because for some reason, everyone that we've spoken to over the last month, they're just like, that's our favorite video. Yeah. It was like, huh. I don't, something about it everyone loves. I think they're trying to send us a hint that we should be kissing. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. definitely it. Not enough kissing content on our videos. <laughs> it wasn't the scolding uh, commentary about the brain-melting uh, uh, perspective of uh, what are actual problems in society versus what, uh, you know, typical thumbs slash conservatives see as uh, uh, real problems in society. No, 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 that, that, that's not why the video, uh, why that particular video is that good. It's because you guys kiss like 20 yeah, like, times in it. I can't, I I can't speak to that. how people interpret the video, but our primary goal is just to kiss and then like all this other stuff, you know, fair enough, that's... <laughs> You work out a way to cut it out, but the, that was that was our intention with the video. Yeah. Um, but I guess people have all these different readings of it, which is, yeah. I guess, nice to hear. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's like art, you know. People interpret it in different yeah, ways. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I understand you completely because basically, the reason JT invited me and Hakim uh, to <laughs> create to start this podcast is because we need to find a public outlet for our incredibly pent up homoerotic energy that we yeah. uh, that we throw uh, at each other. A, a podcast where you're in different countries though isn't the best way to do that. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> True, right? you don't know what goes on. Uh, when by the time we meet up, yeah. oh, yeah. boy, we've been edging for a long time. Time. There you go. <laughs> 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 exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Four years of semen redemption. Doctor Hakeem, is this healthy? Please tell me. <laughs> yes, I see spirits now. <laughs> oh my god! I can tell you that Reagan is indeed burning in hell. This is this is what I can divinate. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we begin, begin, even though we're basically twenty-five minutes into the podcast, I must ask because it's been a very long-standing debate here on the show. Does Australia really even exist, or did white people just invent it so that they can do tax evasion and have a place to send all their bad whites? <laughs> it, I, it doesn't really exist. I don't know. Mm. Like, Well, there's, there's a couple of things about it. Like, if you look at, if Australia does exist, like we say, it doesn't even really exist because, what, 99% of the population is in, like, one percent of the landmass yeah so that's yeah. not really existing 
But also your point of uh, tax evasion, I feel like tax here is some of the most fucked in the world. So Fucked as in high. As, a high. as in great. Yeah, as so in great. For, yeah, but it's not a good place to avoid tax unless it doesn't exist. And everyone yeah. here that comes here doesn't pay any tax. But we're, pay, we're paying tax here, so maybe we're not in Australia. That's the other thing. Yeah. Mm. Because uh, you have uh, what's it called, um, Tasmania off the off the coast there, yeah, right yeah. down the bottom. Uh, do you is is it something that Australians regularly visit? Is it like I've I only know it from the cartoon from the Tasmanian Devil, Tasmania which Devil. is by the yeah, way, yeah, where you said I, it, I was like, that's not yeah. a fucking real place. That's where the yeah. guy that spins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. spinning guy. Apparently, that's a racist like depiction of the of the indigenous people. Oh, really? really? Oh shit! I, okay, oh, really? for real? No, no, no. It's it's no, no. I didn't know this either. But then again, when is it a not a not insensitive yeah. depiction of some ethnic people? Yeah. But sorry, no, go on, tell us about Tasmania. At least it's like a unique slur. Like, oh, are you spinning guys? Yeah, it's like yeah. These, <laughs> these, these spinners. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> these spinners, <laughs> these spinning people. Yeah. I wonder what they saw to come up with uh, that slur. Very strange. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to know more about what the racists yeah, were thinking. Yeah, I'd like to uh, platform these guys and tell tell me why you. How you came up with the Tasmanian devil? Yeah, but like, I, like you know, the Jews, uh, the Jews steal, the Indians smell, and the Tasmanians spin. <laughs> spin around the circles. Uh, I was, I was actually just in Tasmania like three weeks ago. I did like a road trip there, and it's a fucking nice. boring place. Like, <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful places I've been to. But very quickly, I realized I was like, there is nothing here. It felt like what people say North Korea is like where you see all these fake people walking around like we're just driving down the highway haven't seen a single side street or house for like a hundred kilometers and there's just a man walking and I was just like yeah. where did this, <laughs> where did he come from like but yeah very <laughs> boring place okay. but uh, a lot of a lot of I saw a lot of dead Tassie devils uh, so I didn't see mm. them spinning maybe they got spun out by the car oh, yeah. <laughs> when they got hit but yeah just a lot of dead wildlife I mean that's that might explain it. It's so boring that the only thing people do there for fun is just spin <laughs> and die. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Not just so boring that animals kill themselves. Yeah, jump in front of cars. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. So do you guys know at all about what the kind of I I'm sure deer probably do the same thing, but in Australia when you're driving yeah. a car, the kangaroos will like run alongside and then purposely jump in front of your cars when you're driving. You're really not. You're really not helping us make what? Australia sound real. Guys, guys, the the capital and largest city of of Tasmania is a place called Hobart. This place doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> Hobart, Hobart. <laughs> fuck you. Hobart. See, yeah, the the indigenous name is Nipaluna, which actually sounds yeah, that's pretty. That that sounds that's like cool, a vibe. Yeah. I want to go to Nipaluna, but Hobart, <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Oh boy. I never uh, thought about that. Yeah, I never realized how dumb that is. <laughs> Hobart International Airport. Fuck you. This... <laughs> oh, and of course, there's the West, excuse me, Rest Point Hotel Casino, um, which is the fir- Australia's first legal casino that opened up there. Wow. They did it in Tasmania? Yeah, apparently. That's why people people were spinning on the roulette so much. Exactly. <laughs> they started yeah. spinning after they saw it. Okay, I'm milking the spinning joke a bit too much. But isn't like half of the names uh, of like the cities, uh, uh, obviously after uh, colonization, basically just names of different uh, English kings and queens and shit like that. Yeah. And also, 
like you know the 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 American like whites that you know immigrated like their great great grandpa immigrated like four or five hundred years ago. They do that little like nationalism of uh, oh you know we came we civilized this land you know it would have just mm. been like forests and completely useless. Da, da, da. But how do like Australians uh, that like are nationalistic etc cetera, etc cetera, sell it to themselves? Because correct me if I'm wrong in my history lessons here, but most of those guys were just like prisoners shipped off to work on the. On, uh, you know, on the on the land. So, like, what's the 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 mental gymnastics they need to do to say, you know, oh, we came and we civilized this land from this and that slur, 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 slur. Hmm. Well, I, I think it's very common. I, I you hear it a lot where people because there's a movement at the moment, or it's been happening for the lot, uh, maybe last five years, to kind of move what is called Australia Day, which is currently on January 26, which was the day the British you know arrived their first day of invasion to a different day and that's kind of, there's a lot of backlash around that and you commonly hear people say like oh why 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 shouldn't we celebrate because you know that's the day we bought you know like we modernized australia yeah. and we they always say like oh you know indigenous people have done nothing for forty thousand years and now we're bringing them like the mm. wheel and stuff and it's like no, it's, it's just oh completely strange because they look like they had actually the best lives in the world <laughs> everyone was so happy and then we came and killed them all and like oh no we, they should be grateful for this it's just like yeah. mm. <laughs> you give you gave them alcoholism and uh, what's it called and uh, sugar uh, and uh, petrol uh, no 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 you gave them alco- alcoholism and basically having to go to hr because you <laughs> clocked in two minutes after 8 a.m and uh, now there has to be a dialogue with your boss and some woman that you really don't like <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, at, at this I point. love how, how Hakeem thinks that that is, that is Western culture, yeah, like that is HR <laughs> and alcoholism. Yeah, Pretty much. I mean, as as oh. someone who's uh, from the part of the world that's right in between the East and the West, uh, I, I agree because we don't have the HR part, but we do have the alcoholism part. So you know, the, the border, you gotta be influenced by the by the other ones. But uh, I think HR know. is much worse. I think it's probably the worst part of Western culture is HR. HR. Yeah. I got no mm-hmm. idea. I've spent so much time being a YouTuber. I don't know what HR is anymore. <laughs> I'm so out of touch with the working class. It's <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, the the people that copyright your uh, your shit and they uh, the ones that demonetize your videos, but always say you know this is in your best interest. <laughs> yeah. That's basically YouTube HR. I just want to again reinforce the lack of existence of just that area of the world by the fact that Hobart, one of its main things is a place called Cascade Brewery. (laughs) Excuse me. It says, like many old buildings in Hobart, was built using convict labor. And they specifically differentiate between male and female convict labor. Uh, (laughs) It's just... uh, I don't don't know what to say. It's just so fucking ridiculous to think that all the Anglos that they didn't like in the UK were (laughs) shipped this Maybe it's because they're building a brewery and they were just like, no, it only has to be men. Maybe. Or or they can do the opposite. They can sell it like, you know, you have a big placard in front of like a building from 300 years ago and they're like, the the first inclusive uh, slave labor built (laughs) building. We also used women. You know, Mm. women also built. How progressive. That's like the pink drones, you know, the drones striking Afghanistan, you know, it's inclusive. It's the the Israeli... 
Yeah, exactly. Pilots having the the breast cancer awareness <laughs> when they bomb. Of course, boys. The most important bit of information from Hobart, and this will be the last thing I'll share from you. The TikTok artist Kim Dracula originated in Hobart. My my God, no what way. a what a vibrant Kim what a vibrant. Dracula man. There's that there's not a bars. By the way, there's not a single word on the indigenous population in this fucking wow, article. <laughs> okay, Except okay, that they know. spin. Okay. Yeah. I said I'm not going to milk it anymore. Um, okay. Didn't they like, kill everyone in, in Tasmania? What? Yeah. That, that was like the main kind of like talking point of Tasmania. They I think it was one of the only successful like successful genocides. Like, yeah. And like mm-hmm. every single indigenous person in Tasmania was killed. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And everyone there is a cannibal. Killed by men and women. Yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah. women. First conclusive genocide. It was yeah. great. Oh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Do you know, this Fuck. is actually fucked. The Tasmanian population currently uh, stands at 571,000 wow. people. Do you know how many uh, Aboriginals are remain? If if that even is uh, like Three. a correct way of of, of uh, no, no six thousand. What the? <laughs> yeah, six thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. Anyways, how many of them are women? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there, there you go. Exactly. Wait, were you, are you doing this research live right now, or did you have you been? Yeah, that's what he does. Hobart he gets he goes down these little rabbit thing. holes from a silly yeah. name, and he, <laughs> just periodically throughout the rest of the episode, he'll start cackling and then read off a name of some white person. Hobart <laughs> clicks on every single hype hyperlink from the Hobart Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah exactly right. All right, no, you sorry, you you guys go on. <laughs> But uh, moving on from the Tasmania discussion, even though we'll probably come back to it at some point, uh, many listeners might uh, not know, but one of the hosts of Boy Boy is a fellow Yugoslav Balkanoid, which effectively makes me not the biggest left-wing Slav on the internet, an error we must rectify in the only honorable way, a Rakia drinking Uh, duel to the death. Very honorable. Uh, 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 Jokes aside, uh, how's like the... Let's call it immigrant life in Australia, uh, not just for Yugos, but as we hear uh, Chinese, Russians, and everyone else, uh, based on what you know you've seen your parents go through, but you know other na- nationals that are still moving in as well. Basically, how many boats get blown up <laughs> in the water every week? Yeah, I think I think it really depends on on what kind of foreigner you are. I think we were, I think I was pretty lucky in just like passing as a white guy, at least yeah. just like in the way I look in that like we could have our own like cool spooky little like exotic culture but you only really had to address it when you wanted to Mm. Um, but we're really good at blowing up boats here this is um, I think we were were some of the first like at what is it when we start we stopped the boats we were like yeah we were successfully we were imprisoning like all these refugees in in death camps to to save them Mm. it was awesome Um, we're very good at that but in in terms of uh yeah you know um, how how it's like I I think for my parents it was probably a lot harder because my my dad and mum were both relentlessly teased for being like wogs, um and that was just like you know it, horrible horrible teasing if you if you didn't have like blonde hair you're teased but I think our generation is luckier especially we grew up in the suburbs and you know the majority of our our school and the schools around us were immigrants so it's not really something it was like i think i'm like my first encounter with with like proper racism we were um we were looking we were looking for the house to like rent um my family first arrived in australia and um and we were in this part of sydney which is like predominantly korean 
Um, and we were at this open house and there was just like this white Anglo dude just standing there watching everyone um, go through and inspect the house. And I was wondering what the hell was going on. It turns out he's the neighbor and he's just there kind of like trying to suss out who's going who's gonna to move in. <laughs> wow. And he, he walks up to my dad and he's like, oh, it's good to see some real Australians looking at this house. <laughs> and he doesn't realize my dad's like fresh off the boat. He turns around and he's like, oh, I thought yeah. we were all Australian. And like the guy like brings out, oh, oh. Very Australian, brother. Yes. Um, but it's pretty ballsy for my dad. He's been there for like a month and he's like, oh, I am Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to play the white guy card. Da, yeah. <laughs> da. Uh, no, I, I think, awful. I think yeah. we love to spin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think that's one of the good things about Sydney is how many like immigrants there are here. And in terms of like, it's when you, when I go to other places, especially America, like I do get freaked out sometimes because when we're in Texas, I was walking around, I was like, it's only white people oh, in yeah, areas. White, white people are like, <laughs> I guess Mexican. Mexican. Yeah, but I mean, there were some areas in America where we would just see white people yeah, compared yeah. to the how how yeah different. Sydney is it's you just, it just makes you feel a little bit safe the, the, the one thing mm. that kind of grosses me out that's not that's not Australia I think it's a migrant thing in general is like I get really suspicious of Eastern European migrants um, I'm a self-hating Eastern <laughs> European guy but no it's just I find there's always like there's so many people who came here from Eastern Europe to Australia I imagine similar in America that left in like 1945 uh, <laughs> uh-huh. it's just it kills me because you can always pick it. You can always pick whose family left when. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like, oh, World War Two's over. Suddenly, Europe's a bad place to be. I can't be in Europe anymore. <laughs> it's like everything was going great until now. Um, I, I love how like those like emigres from exactly at the end of the war uh, always like um, used. Um, excuse that their family left because obviously most of the time the commies came or the fascist lost etc etc and you know their great patriotic grandpa always talks about Mm. you know how when the country finally kicks out of the communists we will go back to the motherland etc etc and then uh, they never do they just uh, (laughs) still stay in whatever country they migrated will you you say uh, that but my granddad was actually like say he was like far gone white Russian wanted when they were kicked out he wanted the Tsar to come back and he thought the royal family was still alive and he thought there was a secret relative in Australia and he was trying to find this man and they were a descendant of Nicholas and they were going to build a tunnel system from China and bring him back to Russia and I don't know what they thought would happen so he could be hanged by his fucking ankles yeah yeah like did they think they'd place the kid on a throne and it would just go zing and like new Russia came up again like yeah. Russia's back. We're all deindustrialized now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly. laughs> I love how, like, I think it was the like the Serbian dynasty that uh, uh, ran away over to uh, to the UK. Yeah. And then yeah. you know, after eighty nine, they came back and they all speak this absolutely incredible Serbo-Croatian, which is basically they don't fucking speak it at all. I mean, (laughs) I understand, okay, you migrate to a different country, you're even born in a different country, and obviously you lose touch with the language of your forefathers or whatever the fuck, but you're supposed to be like, quote-unquote, the father of the nation, the God's chosen leader of the people, and then you talk like, Ja, Dober Jane, Cox comes from Dallas. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, you had one job. Like, how are you, how is supposed to anybody to take you Seriously, yeah. What is he doing with his time? I, that's what I find confusing. Like, that he has nothing to do. He could mm. potentially learn a language. Like, 
as a bare minimum. I don't know. I don't know what royal people do. What what, do actual people? work? That's why he's a royal. He just wants to fucking to chill out. I mean, he doesn't have anything to do to such an extent that correct me if I'm wrong, but like mm. now he's pitching crypto as <laughs> like uh, you know bring back the monarchy. There's a whole party that's uh, the I think it's called Pox. Pokret Obnove Kraljevine Serbia, yeah, the uh, movement of be- making Serbia a kingdom again or whatever, oh, and wow. they want to you know bring back the king. But even like in uh, in all of their like uh, advertising campaigns and all of their PR, they avoid uh, you know. Uh, putting the the prince uh, in front of cameras to speak because he speaks like this, brother. Sounds like the Joe Biden method. It's it's pretty successful. If you've got a you got a guy that you don't like how he sounds, you just kinda hide him a bit, you know? Mm. You don't you don't let him do his gaps. <laughs> That makes perfect sense. Once I remember his dad, the king, king who is still alive, like went out to give, try to give like a stern speech, you know, waggling his finger about I don't, I don't even know something. And there was this massive crowd of like you know Chetniks, like proper right wing, you know, nationalists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and he said something grammatically very incorrect, and the Chetniks started losing their fucking mind. And then he started shouting at them in in in, uh, in Serbian to you know uh, stop talking. Shut up! I am talking. Your king is talking, and like he didn't know how to pr- properly pronounce that in English so many times. Actually, he did a relatively decent job, but he probably thought, "Holy shit, I'm not saying this in the correct way." So he literally switched switched to English, shouting at this crowd of like 500 bearded, fucking uh, scary-looking ultra-nationalistic motherfuckers that probably like will punch you the second they hear you speak English. And their king is standing in front of them, the person they want to put their on the king throne. Is a cuck. Well, <laughs> yeah, literally wagging his finger, screaming at them in English to stop talking. It's, that is art. Like that, that is literal art manifest in front of you. You cannot write this. If somebody gave you a script and was like, oh, this is the scene we're going to have in the, you're going to be like, what the fuck? That makes no fucking sense. But this fucking happens in front of our eyes. I mean, the, the absolute state of uh, uh, the post-socialist, quote unquote, world is always uh, as obviously depressing and sad, et cetera, et cetera, but also pretty hilarious. It is The weird thing that you get. I mean, like, I find that I always find a million more Chetniks here in Australia than I do back in the old country. It's like when you're... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, there's some some weird kind of radicalization. Maybe it's like you're not... You don't feel Serbian enough uh, when you're, when you're in, the West, mm. in the West. So it's like, oh, what does it mean to be a Serbian? Oh, i gotta got to grow a beard. And, I, and, I think yeah, the, the answer is a lot more simple. It's that all of them ended up in the cockpit... Uh, Tito had a very good plan for for all these for all these people, uh, and these leftovers sadly did not get the cockpit treatment, so they just l- were left alone to fester in their nonsense. Uh, I think I think it's probably a worse fate now to be like super cucked and have an English speaking king. I think that it's probably, yeah. it's probably more merciful to have just died in the pit back back in 1945. <laughs> Right? This is is a relatively honorable fucking way to go out. Now it's just fucking embarrassing. I love how, like, all the, like, that this is, like, worldwide. uh, When they want to, like, try and build, like, a monument to whatever, you know, far-right leader. And unless it's, you know, the government officially doing it and then having a budget and, uh, you know, paying for uh, decent architects who, like, not architects, what's the word? Stonemasons? Is that who builds 
I guess. Uh, but like when it's these like individual organizations that are usually like for hardcore right wingers and pro free market motherfuckers usually filled with a lot of broke boys, right? Uh, and they don't have money for any stone base. And then just somebody probably raises their hand from the crowd and from the group and he's like, man, I'm going to make it. They're either out of wood or actually out of stone. And it always looks so fucking incredibly bad. And it, they like have these massive marches where they're, you know, walking around with torches or whatever to come and bow down in front of uh, this or that leader of their great uh, national movement and it's usually them just bowing in front of basically what looks like a fucking stick figure and it's just mm. like again art manifest you're watching this and you're like you people are fucking serious this is absolutely incredible but most of the times that's the but that's my kind of uh, uh, to an extent like love for uh, specifically like uh, Croatian Bosnian and then Serbian ultranationalist is like obviously I'm not saying they're harmless and they probably do very fucked up shit and now we're seeing like organizations that actually go on the street and do fucked up shit but like 90% of these organizations are just an excuse to cosplay quite literally and to you know sit with a bunch of other cosplayers and just uh, eat and drink for like 12 hours and say slurs that's literally it and then they go home Uh, like they they, they can't do anything else I mean you see the state of these guys they're basically decaying but uh, you know it's fun but uh, you know when they're in Australia for example and they have a bit of a budget they send some money back home for you know their uh, their great uh, to the motherland for them to build these ugly statues or whatever for those gatherings blah 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 and they don't actually get to see like physically be there and smell the way these people smell at these gatherings themselves so you know the patriotism still remains and the hope that this you know uh, great movement shall be reborn one day I think think it's incredibly like it's just incredibly depressing that they're even trying to build statues after the fact that the former Yugoslavia already has the greatest statue in existence They've got the um the big gold uh, Bruce Lee statue in Mostar Have you guys seen that one? Like like the ethnic divisions it was hard to like choose a, a popular figure that wasn't like hinting towards one side or the other and like Bruce Lee was the only thing everyone Bruce could Lee. agree on. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee, Udri Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. Gisvi, what was that fucking song? Yeah, oh, I popular. love it. There you go, Bruce. Us communists should copy them. You know, we should uh, try and spin Bruce Lee as a, as a communist. I remember like this strategy, like some group of like very fringe, uh, quote unquote, comrades. I wouldn't really call them that. They tried to sell uh, fucking Caesar as a communist <laughs> to like kiss their nerds. Oh, that was that was absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, but uh, moving on, uh, it's been five years since uh, you've made your record-breaking eternal classic, going to North Korea to get a haircut, a brilliant <laughs> satirical look into the hypocrisy of Western exceptionalism, Orientalism, and mind-numbingly low levels of self-awareness. Uh, now, almost half a decade later, Jesus Christ, we're old, no. nothing seems to have really changed. Uh, we good, they bad. Uh, I am very smart. So uh, where do you think this innate sense of uh, cultural superiority comes from and uh, how does it manage to still to this day, you know, stay afloat? Why does the Westerner think uh, everyone wants to be them? And if they're not them, then they're weird. Well, I think it's because if you look at the views on the video, the video's only gotten 2 million views. So, you know, there's a lot more people in the world that still need to watch the video. Yeah, once they watch it though. Then then all problems will be solved. Fixed. 
Um, but also I think it, it was interesting because after we released the video I think the timing of us releasing it it was it, with the discourse you know of of uh, of anti-war that was that was coming out and like it was nice that we did at least see some nice things happen with North Korea since 2017 when we since released. 2017 that we released it not saying we had anything to do with it but oh, no, it, was, pretty much it was nice that there were peace talks which we were directly responsible for yeah. so yeah. I yeah. think that's, <laughs> that's and we got a free haircut out of it, so it's, it's just win-win for, yeah, for the world. Right. Hold on, freeze. So you're telling me you're on the Kim payroll? Is that what you're mm, telling me? Yeah, <laughs> we wish. We you know, wish. There's, bribe with a haircut. There's some actual, contacts, bro. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some actual idiot dude who would make that an argument. Oh, oh we had that a lot. You guys, are, yeah. It was it was pretty confronting, like at first. That was the first video we ever made, and then you just you get like thousands of people being like, "You're a North Korean spy." And it's just like, mm. it's such a weird thing to do with just a random guy <laughs> who just made a video. Yeah, so yeah especially just... we didn't even, we didn't make any money. We paid. We were just like, out of our own money, we we're like, oh, we think it'd be fun to go to North Korea. Let's make this thing. And then everyone yeah. accusing you of being a spy. <laughs> and some of them were great. They were like, yeah, Australians. Alexa Vulovich and Alex Apolonov, <laughs> very Australian. <laughs> we're just like, what? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. They got us. Uh, we're very oh classic North Korean names. Yeah. Did you mm. get uh, the what I would do if I was basically super fucking racist? Uh, is uh, they're getting paid by North Korea, but obviously North Korea is so poor that they can't pay them in money, so they pay them in a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good haircut. And we, so had some, we had some nice food there as well. They, yeah, they had like the craziest kefir. Mm. You, you know, like the mm -hmm. kind of fermented milk, kind of like kind of oh, like yeah, yeah. milk, but, mm. but it was like the most fermented kind I've ever had. There was like it was like bubbling uh, carbonated and like had little that probably means it was bad kefir so I remember that as well I thought it was delicious but it, now thinking back it was probably just because it was it was off, it was off. yeah that I was probably off. <laughs> I had like 10 glasses uh, I yeah. love the haircut that's basically my, my everyday haircut so uh, to an extent I, I hoped that uh, Kim actually instilled everybody should get this haircut yeah it is a good it's a classic haircut, haircut you know? oh, beautiful yeah. I've only yeah. ever had that haircut since then so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of you, you ask like, oh yeah, why is not much changed? I think it's probably as well because it's so easy to make up lies about North Korea yeah. and countries like that where there isn't their own source of media to disprove it. Yeah, yeah. And like, who's going to go and fact check this? Like, yeah. Apart from really cool people like us. But other than that, <laughs> who? Yeah. And everyone loves North Korean stories as well. You know, they're just yeah. so quirky and funny. You just make up whatever you want and everyone's like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I believe this. And um also the incentive to do it as well like yeah. it just it makes clicks you know yeah. people yeah. want like mm. these stories like at least like the the i mean in 2017 i kind of i honestly thought like maybe they would bomb north korea um there was like there was like pretty heightened tensions for a little while um and that's kind of simmered down but i guess we got we got china now yeah that's um that's the next fun one yeah Australia's yeah, robust. Which, front, which front Asian right. country can we be super racist against this week? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been China for a while, and it's um, the media here is is oh. pretty insane against their attacks against China. It's literally just like not even questioning whether there's going to be a war. It's more like when it's going to happen and like yeah. Yeah. what we need. We need to buy more weapons because China's so strong. It's like, it's like the conservatives are like, we're going to go for war next year, and liberals are like, no, we're going to do it in like two months. Like this is <laughs> you're crazy, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there is no um, like independent <laughs> voice out there. Like, no. it, it, you, 
hold on you're telling me that in a capitalist system the there is no free press is that what you're trying to say are you some sort of filthy commie <laughs> i've got a question speaking as the the poor american who is forever trapped to roam this wasteland and not allowed to go anywhere cool what was the process of getting to the dprk like for you guys because we can't americans just can't go anymore oh, yeah. that's in that since, since auto Wombi. yeah yeah we um it was really, really easy for us. Yeah. Like, probably, probably the easiest country to get into just because, like, I guess when you're applying for a visa for any other country, you go through all these checks and they have to, like, they have to kind of vouch for the fact that you're going to be running around unaccountable inside the country. But in North Korea, yeah. the visa's so easy. You're not going to stay. Ooh, <laughs> our yeah. jobs. Yeah. yeah, North Korea, it's so easy because, like, they know that you're going to be with a guy the entire time. Like, there's, there's really... Mm. Yeah, it was so quick and easy. Yeah, that, and that was the thing that I almost felt bad about in terms of like, because when you do it, everyone's like shocked. You're just like, oh, how did you do this? You're so cool. And it's just like, yeah. I, I would like to say I'm cool, but it was, we literally just sent a picture of our faces to a company and they were like, <laughs> here's your visa, come on in. We're like, arrive at this place. And then we got picked up by a guide. They gave us food. They took yeah, us everywhere. It was, it was Probably the e yeah easiest okay, country. Safest place. Wow. Yeah. But, um, it you, was, you only had to pay with a haircut. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, um, the one thing that pissed me off so much about North Korea, like traveling there, is that um, I guess a lot of the people who go there are there for like adventure tourism. They're these like insufferable yeah. hipsters that want to be like, yeah, uh, like show off that they've done something oh, crazy God. and dangerous. And like, obviously, like North Korea is not a not a super fun place. Like, there's it's, it's you know people are poor. It's it's it, they're, they're struggling, but um. The, the most annoying thing is like whenever it doesn't live up to the dangerous kind of spooky stuff that these tourists are looking for they start just inventing things mm. to be scared yeah. of it was mm. so, like the, the first time we got in there like as soon as we we're getting in we're on a train we we're going like a couple of hundred kilometers i don't know what that is in in your metrics actually wait no you guys are all <laughs> there's only one american we're all normal except yeah. jt yeah, yeah. Um, you tell me how far it is in football fields and that's the, that's the, the, the not the round one that you kick with feet, that's the real football. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're, we're going, we're traveling like hundreds of kilometers to get to Pyongyang and we're passing all these cornfields and like all the tourists there on the train were just like, oh, it's, it's fake corn. Like, yeah, they it's put all it, they, Oh my God. They put it there for us so they, they so to convince us they're not starving. We're just like, come on. It's a million the times easier to grow corn than to make fake corn. Like, yeah, fake exactly. corn is so yeah. <laughs> like, labor intensive compared and to we, planting uh, corn. And we had it other times when we we're actually in Pyongyang and, you know, we're on the subway and people were like, accusing the, the to the guide that these people we were seeing were like circling back around to make it look like there were crowds and this guy was like oh i've seen what? that guy before i've seen that guy before and i was like no you're just racist <laughs> like, just, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, just oh my like, god. Just like, these same uh, guys everywhere yeah, and exactly. there's a girl version of it too <laughs> yeah exactly Jesus. I guess that's that's the realest danger of uh, of going to North Korea, just you know, not killing the other tourists you're there with, yeah, and then going to jail. Yeah, we were being careless. Get, like though. a people's award or something. Yeah. We were being careless because I remember at one time, like uh, one of the last nights, we all got smashed in the hotel room. Yeah. We were like singing karaoke, singing great Korean songs, but then at one point they got out like a book i don't remember exactly what the book was but they were like oh, doing yeah. impersonations like, like from of kim, kim jong-un and everyone's laughing and i was like oh this is oh, like yeah. this is dodgy like otto warmbeard territory yeah. and nothing nothing happened mm. so i was kind of like it's you know they obviously don't like that bad press of <laughs> killing a tourist but it's uh... but as, <laughs> yeah no, as much as our video kind of like 
you know, tries to show North Korea in a nicer light. There was some like pretty strange stuff going on. Oh there, yeah, there was there was strange stuff. Someone's so just so sad. Like you go to this like museum of like all the gifts that different countries have given to the Kims yeah. to like express their mm-hmm. gratitude. And like you'd go into this ex- exhibition and the, the, the tour guide is like um, this is uh, because the the Samsung is a Korean company, and the CEO is actually a very proud Korean, and he you know he thinks North Korea is the real Korea, and he loves Kim Jong Un so much. He gifted us all this like top of the line high tech Samsung technology, and you look, and it's a cabinet yeah. full of Macintosh computers from the nineties, like early Apple computers. Yeah, and then you just have to like look at this woman, and like I'm trying really hard not to laugh, or like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's hard because you sympathise with. Yeah. with them having to put on this act to pretend you know that everything's fine and great and you're just like please you don't have to do it to that level you know it's like one of my bad yeah. one of my badass things well, when you're that like, isolated you gotta pitch it to your population yeah, as yeah much exactly as, uh, yeah and under siege you for you know half a century mm. yeah exactly like I think most one of the sad things is that like they got quite um, you know, they, they, they got a bit upset when we would like take photos of just like people in the countryside like there'll be there'd be a kid like kind of playing around in like a in a river in a river yeah. and they'll be like oh this is a bad mm-hmm. photo like he, he's not wearing shoes he's not wearing shoes he looks mm. poor and it's like oh, ah. dude, people don't wear yeah. i was like i haven't worn shoes in three weeks and yeah. i live in australia like it's like i didn't i didn't know this that it actually kind of i mean it's understandable that it got to them the very like insane perception and stupid perception that people have of their uh, their culture, their their nation, their country, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, over, like, it's kind of even understandable to be overcompensating yeah, in yeah, a 100%. in a way. But I mean, every nationality fucking does that, of like, course, uh, to to an extent. You know, people are like uh, now because I have a lot of Russian friends. Whenever like I introduce them to somebody else from like uh, from uh, any random different nationality, and then the person asks, "Oh, where are you from?" And very often nowadays, semi jokingly, but also semi. Am I like, ah, it's uncomfortable? They say, oh, I'm Russian. And yeah, I'm not going to kill you. And oh, I'm yeah. against the war. Yeah, they I immediately have to lot. say it. You know? I used it's, to do it's, those. Yeah, it's, it's sad. Yeah, it's pretty lame. I say that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they, all, they say like, I'm Russian, uh, but I'm not a bad one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit like that. Oh, my God. Exactly. But I'm one of the good ones. I'm like, yeah, that's man, so you're cool. internalizing so hard, bro. Like, fuck it. But yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it is what it is, but uh, in another uh, instant classic, uh, uh, you guys um, grabbed your massive balls of steel and went straight into the most powerful Australian industry, casinos, and showed us just how easy it is, quote-unquote, to launder mm-hmm. a shit ton of money in a matter of hours, and nobody will come stop you even if you wear a bloody t-shirt saying, I am laundering money while you're doing it. Uh, hilariously depressing video. Everyone checking it out, uh, but we have to ask, uh, are casinos really that big of a player in Australia? Like, you know, Americans have opioids and junk food, Eastern <laughs> Europeans have alcohol, Arabs have uh, impossible to satisfy parents and spouses, <laughs> but uh, Australians have casinos as the ultimate, uh, quote, capitalism coping mechanism. Uh, is it just because y'all are uh, great-grandchildren of uh, criminals, or is there a more systematic issue at play here? I mean, it is probably the criminals, but we'll, we'll try to pretend that it is for <laughs> the sake of the, the discussion. Um, it's... It's it's really big here. Like the casinos are massive. I I, I didn't really realize because you grow up with it 
um, but like you know statistically what we've got like 60 times more slot machines per person than any other country in the mm. world and the next wow. runner up and like I remember because we, we thought it was kind of normal and then when we first time we went to America we're like oh let's go to Las Vegas like it's gonna be a crazy time and then we got there <laughs> like oh like this well, is this is literally just my suburb like yeah <laughs> I don't and what's Whoa. crazy about it is that our, they're not even called casinos. No. So it's like we have things really? just called clubs. They're just clubs and bars. So every single bar you go to in Australia has probably around 50. The big ones will have 50 to 100 slot machines. And that's normal. Fuck that's pub, like every the... single pub and club. And then you on top of that have the casinos where you do slot machines plus all the other card Blue games. And it's just, it is such a common thing. It's such, there's a common phrase in Australia, like, do you want to have a slap? And oh, that's yeah. like, go and slap the poker machine because everyone does that. Yeah. Like, it's it's so fucking yeah. common. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, the, what the root of it is. I think, I mean, maybe spinning it in a nice way, I think, like, Australia is fairly well off. I think people have a lot of disposable income. Well, not obviously. We've yeah. got lots of issues. But like, I don't know, compared to a lot of other countries, we, we, we need to throw our money at something. You know? <laughs> I, I, I wonder if it's something to do with because a lot of them originated in RSLs, which is Returned oh, Servicemen's Retired, Le- Ser- Retired Servicemen's Leagues. And I think it was something to do with... What like, is that? So it's, it's like a veterans club. It's a veterans club. And we, we have them in, in most... Most suburbs will have a veterans club here. And it's not mm-hmm. like they're actually even... The majority of people there are not veterans. No, no. It's- but that was probably one of the loopholes where they started to introduce gambling. It's because gambling happens there and then all the clubs have you know poker machines and it's just really sad because they're these clubs are built as a thing that's meant to help veterans and help the community <laughs> yeah. but you know they're taking uh, millions mm. and millions of dollars out of it yeah. and it's it's just mm. insane but you're telling me like okay i'm going to the pub for for a beer with uh, the mates yep and you know you sit you're, you're chatting and in the background you hear tuk, 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 yep. tuk, the yeah. actual fucking machines they're just absolutely everywhere yeah so I, what at some point they're gonna start putting it in schools in kindergartens at the bus stop like you know like well, there was an uh, water dispenser there was an australian uh school that someone took a photo where from the preschool you could look inside and see the slot machines in the <laughs> rsl club next door so it's not that's not even a joke it's literally happening like i mean i because uh, I, I don't I don't gamble so like I kind of like having the slot what are you even Australian bro yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm an imposter but um, the, the, there's real benefits to having that many slot machines around like every pump you go to like where the slot machines are you can smoke in there usually mm. so it's like you don't have to go outside yeah. um, also they, they mm. offer heaps of like free food and free nuts and free pretzels nuts and yeah. to people gambling so you're just having fun mm. at the pub and you just walk in there pretend to be a gambler and just take all this free food and then go back out it's yeah. fuck yeah it's pretty convenient yeah that's the nice thing about vegas it's because it's everything is cheap because they expect you to come and want to spend all your money mm. on, yeah. On, yeah. on gambling so you get cheap drinks cheap food the accommodation's fairly inexpensive so yeah if you're not a gambler it's a good place <laughs> to be it's a great place to go yeah I mean, that's exactly a conversation that I don't know. I had on a balcony last night at like this uh, birthday party. And uh, obviously, Balkan heads being Balkan heads, they're like, <laughs> man, uh, when I'm, whenever I was broke when I was younger or whatever the fuck, I would go with literally like 10 bucks. They would go with 10 bucks. They would put it into, into the machine and they would play for like uh, five cents or 10 cent plays and then have like four drinks. You would ask them for cigarettes, ask them for sandwiches, da, da, da. <laughs> 
and you like eat and drink like like a motherfucker and you just you know spend 10 bucks and you and you leave so to an extent if you if you know you you have the proper quote unquote hustle <laughs> mindset yeah. you yeah. can outplay the you can outplay the casino we just need but everyone to do that oh yeah finally get yeah. our money back from the yeah. from the gambling industry eat their weight in sandwiches and then they'll go down <laughs> They literally sit down and like like if you play for a hundred bucks, you you tell her I want a hundred bucks worth of sandwiches. Yeah. So even if you lose, you're in a you're in a plus. And even if you, uh, and if you win, then Jesus Christ, you you can tell her you gotta pay me in sandwiches. I don't know that eating a hundred dollars worth of sandwiches would be would be a win in my book. Personally, I think it would, but that's just me. It's it's like the next version of card counting, sandwich eating. You have uh, a, like a spreadsheet. Yeah. You need to work out how many sandwiches oh, yeah. you need to eat to make your money's <laughs> back. <laughs> no, no, I have a better idea. You like uh, you uh, do a mutual aid organization, but you know you don't have a budget. So you walk around the city and you find, for example, fifty homeless people, and you know uh, you wouldn't be able to feed them with five uh, five bucks per uh, per homeless person. Yeah. But you give each of them five bucks in cash. And you send them into the casino, <laughs> and you just have a quarter of homeless people constantly walking into the casino so that they can eat. It's In the United the, States, they'd be taken out back and shot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. The, the casino profiles people so much oh, yeah. that it's like you, can, you oh, just yeah. can't get in if you look disheveled at all. Although we did another video with the casino, which we are, we're actually banned from the casinos in Australia for life for one of our other videos, <laughs> which we... No, tell me more. Yeah, we, we did this because during, while COVID was big in Australia and the COVID restrictions. Oh yeah, that was... Did you guys uh, have COVID over there or was that just an Australian thing? <laughs> it was pretty big here. an Australian thing. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. But yeah, they were doing temp temperature checks and restrictions and stuff. And then we tested whether the casino was following these rules. Oh, look, the, the, the joke was, I mean, they weren't, they, they'd already been caught breaking the rules and they got fined like $5,000 yeah fucking insane like that was how much i would get fined for like how will they recover going a kilometer yeah. away from my house during the lockdown yeah it's like multi-million dollar uh, yeah so so we went there and we did stuff like we were wearing a heat pack under our um hat so like my head was heated up to like 54 degrees so that when they scanned my head with their thermometer you know it said i have an extreme fever yeah. but it didn't well, matter should dead, so i should be dead yeah like they just let you in. I love like uh, uh, Hakim as a doctor. You will love this. Uh, one of them literally dressed in uh, you know the the hospital gown, and yeah. took like a whole IV with him. You literally, <laughs> and he went to the casino and he was like, "Oh, I oh just God. got out of the hospital for COVID. Can I go in and gamble?" <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Yeah, they let me be. It's it's all nonsense. It's all meant to be just a fucking show. It's so yeah. obvious. Yeah. Uh, and your money laundering thing clearly made that very, <laughs> very clear. I mean, it's oh, so no. powerful that they, you know, they, they, they get quite brazen in how, in their unaccountability. It's just, yeah, they, yeah. they don't have to do anything. <laughs> mm. They're not going to get in trouble. Man, it's so depressing because most of the people you see in those places, like in, in the U.S. too, like if you go to Windstar, um, it's just like old people. Yeah. With, yeah. Like you'll see people with their their oxygen tanks in there, like mm. people who clearly don't have money to be shoveling into these machines, or no. just they're spending eight hours there. It's, uh, oh, it's people it's on their pension as well, using all of it. Yeah, it's yeah. Mm. Um, such a creepy place to be as well because they, they do that weird, like constant, um, like uh, twilight. 
like the lighting yeah. is so confusing. Yeah. It drives you crazy. No windows and everyone's zombified and um but it, and it's so just, you don't know what time it is, so yeah. you don't think that a lot of time has passed, yeah. But it's just funny that you can do that cuz I feel like our generation we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be playing like weird fucked up VR computer games. That's going to be yeah, our yeah. distraction <laughs> yeah, yeah. when we're old and gambling like for crazy VR porn and stuff. Yeah. It just shows you it's like the most <laughs> yeah. slot machines are so fucking boring. Yeah. They're the most boring yeah. game in the world. I hate it. Like yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. They probably just hit a generation of people that never had video games. Mm, Played now, like, now they're yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Like, he goes, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, bells. Whoa. Apples. Oh, I got all the I apples in the line. Ooh, <laughs> apples. And now, oh my God, they updated it now. Instead of apple spinning, there's like werewolves mm. and vampires. Whoa. I actually played one like that. And you want to get a line of like werewolves instead of the vampires, instead of the zombies. That's an actual slot game. Like, what the f- it's, They're all yeah. racist in Australia <laughs> as well. They all have stereotypes like Lucky yeah. Fortune, Golden Dragon, and it's like Smiling get Buddha. Smiling yeah. Buddha, or one was just like, just called Indian Temple. It was just like a hot Indian girl. It's like, okay, I'm, who's this for? Like, uh, I, I remember I remember thinking back at uh, at Hakim when I won like 20 bucks at one uh, thing like two months ago it was literally called uh, Habibi and it had like a <laughs> oh. stereotypical like Aladdin looking guy on, on top of it and it was all red and you sit down and the second you press a button it starts playing like oriental music and it's fucking and when you win it goes like even more hardcore it's, it's very weird it's very weird but they know their target demographic I guess so they're mm. like oh they're gonna see a Buddha, they're gonna see a, <laughs> yeah. a Muslim, you know, they, they rub the rub the nose of the <laughs> of the slot machine or some shit. I'm gonna get yeah. some some fucking money. But I have a friend that's like, you know, he he's uh, very like financially stable or whatever, and he goes like I don't know every week, but he's relatively disciplined for now. Even though I'm encouraging him to really stop because oh, I, we all going. seen how how quickly it, that uh, that like uh, uh, addiction can uh, yeah. can develop, and you know the joke and the in the Balkans, it's probably international. Is you know, uh, the reason casinos are uh, worse than being a drug addict is because with uh, with drugs, how much can you steal some silverware and then you kill yourself? But with casinos, you can absolutely ruin your whole family yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, and not only hurt yourself. Um, but uh, you know, we and I went with him a few times. Whatever I sat down, I spent some fifty bucks on on blackjack. Which, uh, by the way, from what of like played in video games, you only have hit and stop. But in casinos, they they, they want to like take all your fucking money so you can like bet on other people's cards yeah. and then you can <laughs> bet on your individual cards and triple bet. And they're always asking you, oh, here you can get 4X. And like, I'm like, no, I just want to play the like normal game. Yeah. But I'm ignoring that. Every time, no, when I w- walked in, it's like, uh, you know, the twilight and everything, but like nobody is happy. No. Like no. At, at all no, no. there. It is it is incredibly vapid, glum. This vapid, glum, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No expressions on the faces. That's what we realized when we were doing our uh, money laundering video. So we were like consistently trying to get caught laundering money. We'd always, we'd have like costumes and different, like, you know, the shirt that says I'm laundering money. But at one point I was in there in like a 1920s burglar costume, like um, pinstripe, like prisoner outfit. Um, and I had like a handful of like $10,000 and I was just laundering it through the machine. But yeah, you notice that people are not present. They're not, they're not actually there. It's so yeah. bizarre. Like yeah. I'm running around them in this insane costume, like jumping around, looking over their shoulders. And 
just no one no one notices it's, yeah. it's the most depressing place in the world yeah I think the only person that noticed was a security guard on the way out didn't say anything bad he just made a joke about it yeah but no one else oh, said lucky today. yeah no one else said anything it's like it's just yeah mm. but that's you know the beauty of um, just uh, hiring uh, people that you don't even pay enough to give a fuck if a yeah. little yeah. burglar walks in and starts laundering money which is a win-win for you as a casino owner because obviously you pay them less higher profits for you uh, and also, you don't need to tell them to turn a blind eye for to freaky behavior. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. just not gonna do it. They they will just do it because nobody ain't nobody fucking around. Like that uh, uh, epidemic, as they call it, obviously. Uh, in uh, you know, it's not an epidemic to be poor, but it's an epidemic to steal shoes. In the states, people just walk in, you know, whatever like a shoe store, and they just take all of these expensive sneakers and they walk out. And obviously, the nobody that the staff, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, is actually explicitly told not to chase them, not yeah. to grab them, not to hold right. them. But I love how they were told not to do it, as if someone like, on minimum fucking wage <laughs> is about to fight like a t- six foot motherfucker over yeah. a pair of shoes that, that they don't even fucking own. And it's yeah, yeah, bro, good luck with that. Yeah, uh, that's I guess the, the 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 additional weird layer of uh, cop psychology because mm. you're like, why are you even doing this? But then again, you know, they uh, at least in the states, uh, from what I hear, uh, they get uh, paid relatively well to to be the hound dogs of mm-hmm. capitalism, as cringe and larpy as it sounds. Um, but yeah, not nah, like that's impressive like fucking like absolutely everywhere it's ingrained it's like every place every place you go to has a toilet and has uh casino related uh items to me it's i don't know call it a culture shock it's, it sounds weird it sounds mm. strange but then you know that leads you to a uh you know pattern of thought that you know, there is no such thing as uh, you know society. Uh, meaning, there is no like, uh, there is nothing which uh, the bourgeois cannot convince us into thinking is absolutely normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like a weird kind of amnesia as well, because like there there are things in the past that people look back and be like, oh, how crazy is it that people did this? And it's just like, but as soon as it's happening currently, it's just people blank to it yeah and moving into uh, arguably our last topic uh, of uh, today uh, rich people pretty cringe am I right (laughs) Uh, I remember uh, growing up under the allure of one day becoming a big G owning this and that being treated right by everyone and today as someone who has made it as someone with the world's most sought after profession the podcaster I must (laughs) say it's uh, not all that it's uh, cracked up to be Uh, the rich are now called Nepo babies their houses look less like castles and more like what an architect would make if uh, he was getting design tips from Cthulhu himself. Uh, They can't even uh, dress sharp anymore because it's either considered too flashy or too posh. Uh, Why do the rich even do it anymore, in your opinion? Are they just uh, vampires at this point? Definitely. Definitely vampires. I mean, like that. And pedophiles, I think, is the other part of of it. I think that's a given. Um, But... I know. I, I, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's so weird with with rich people motivation. I think I, I feel like so much of it is like intimidation or like just just showing people that you're better in some way. 
And it's also probably part of playing the game in terms of once you get to that stage and you where you, you start to make money, you know, you're of this certain mindset where it's like the only thing you can do is make more and then be like, okay, yeah. I'm going to expand this and that just continues. And then, you know, you've already fucked everyone over around yeah. you and it's just like, why not keep going? So I can, you can kind of see it and it's like, everyone in school is trained to do that. That's what you're kind of trained to do in, in this business world. Like, Although I did, I did notice a difference between um, Australian rich people and American rich people when we yeah. went there. There was, I feel like Americans are a bit flashier. It's kind of like, you still got that like cool, kitschy kind of rich guy who's just like, look at mm. all my stuff. And, yeah. and it feels like in Australia, <laughs> yeah. in Australia, it's still like, there's a, there is a tiny bit of shame. Yeah, like people don't people talk about try it. Try to dress a bit more not rich. Well, an example, like in Sydney, the richest area is called the Eastern Suburbs. So it's this kind of like peninsula of Sydney that's surrounded by water. Um, and rich people there, like if you drive around there, majority of people don't have shoes on. They're just walking around on the beach and then they own these houses that are $100 million. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of like... like all, their yeah. kids, all their kids are working in the local like grocery store. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a strange, it's a slightly different culture. Not, not, huh. not trying to make them sound cool; they're all dickheads. They're all dicks. Um, yeah. But like, it, it feels a bit different to the to what we experience in America. Yeah. yeah, in the U.S., it's it's still very much here a a status thing, and and definitely the the main difference I'd say from what you've described is is the kids that none of those kids are working at grocery stores in the U.S. The kids of rich people are they're going to all the fancy schools mm. and then they're getting shuffled into you know whatever organization their parents are part of or the CIA or if they fail at that then the media um, and that's it's copy paste cookie cutter rich people here they drive really expensive cars nice clothes branded things um, and very vocal about you know what they do. As, as not necessarily how much they make, mm. but they will find a way to to express how little regard they have for for money they spend. So they'll talk about their, you know, they've got a house and oh, we're going down to the Hamptons for the weekend or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Um, we should go to the Hamptons but yeah, next I think... summer in America. Mm. Yeah, I want to be able to tell people yeah. that I'm going to the Hamptons. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. Um, that's uh, well, it's a, it's a chain of inns, I believe, the Hampton Inn. Um, that, that's a joke for non-Americans. Hampton Inn's just like an average hotel. Um, <laughs> okay, I was impressed. There's <laughs> no. Um, I think one one thing that I've seen, at least in the United States, with people who are kind of like who try to make the argument that they're not rich, that they're just kind of getting by. Like I saw something on Twitter today where this person was saying like. Um, they're breaking down a month's uh, income um, on a like a four hundred something, like a four hundred fifty thousand dollar a year salary, and they're saying, "Oh, we only, you know, we only spend uh, two thousand dollars on groceries, uh, three thousand dollars on entertainment. We put away five thousand for savings." Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're, "They do all this. They break this stuff down, and they're like, and we don't have anything left at the end of the month." They're like, "Yeah, you've you've funded all of your retirement things to the <laughs> yeah. maximum. You've spent three thousand yeah. dollars on." entertainment how do you even do that how does that look like like? what the fuck Mm. yeah and the person was saying like well that's actually a you know you can easily spend a thousand dollars on a a night on the town in in new york city and that's that's what we our friends do and we don't want to feel left out It's, it's like come on okay so i think you know there comes a point where you start to lose touch with what 
you know, getting by actually looks like. And there's this lifestyle creep. And then after a certain Mm -hmm. point, it probably becomes kind of a sort of you're detached, but then you become bitter towards the people who you see as as envious yeah to use the term yeah definitely um and and then when you're at that stage as well you probably look at the people at the top as well and they're who you're comparing yourself yeah. to so then it's this right. constant battle of peers of these people fighting each right. other just sucking each other off being like who, who i just want to become the best at this and make the most money you know also, yeah suddenly you're at the bottom again you're the, like the freshman yeah it also feel, of, feel a bit uh, yeah. bad because like they're almost like precluded from so they can't socialize unless they're doing evil stuff you know like it's <laughs> yeah. like mm-hmm. you're, you're, yeah. you're isolated from the community if you're not spending stupid amounts of money on they something don't, they don't know how to socialize either like if you look at mark zuckerberg or elon musk talking <laughs> talking to people it's like oh. it, it's embarrassing you know it's just yeah. like i mean every time musk opens his mouth or says something on twitter like man like zero media literacy, zero self awareness, and uh, guys, uh, also stupid. no PR budget, guys, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently <laughs> it shows. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> Fucking emerald mind kid. Works yeah. on someone. Uh, the amount of people out there calling him sir oh, on so tomatoes. Sir. Yeah, so it was horrible, horrible cucks everywhere. So I mean, like, I, the rep- he's doing something the reply right. Guys, some and when you see like one million fucking likes and retweets, you're like, yeah. there's a million people. And like, <laughs> I mean, I said this joke before, but you know, Bill Burst uh, had that great joke about uh, the most efficient way to cleanse the world of all of the pieces of shit is just uh, give away free. Uh, yachting slash cruise tickets and then just sink all those ships uh but uh, i have a better idea just have a very long list of everyone who's ever retweeted in elon musk uh, uh post unironically and just, just uh cleanse them of this world but what we were talking about previously like uh i, I feel like the the like the australian type of uh, of uh, wealthy person has uh, more quote unquote wealthy people class consciousness than the very tacky very showy off uh, one because they understand yeah. to an extent be it consciously or subconsciously that showing off uh, too much uh, allowing the everyday peasant joe to understand just how much power wealth uh, they have just how uh, more like expansive uh, lives they lead etc etc will make average joe more pissed off yeah. will make average joe understand the kind of actual situation he is in the, to understand just how basic his life is just how like access to fucking nothing he has as compared to uh you know obviously the the very wealthy person so by creating this image of you know i'm not gonna buy a ferrari even though i can afford it i'm gonna drive a volvo i'm uh, my kids uh you know are going to end up, you know, with their own hedge fund, oh, but uh, I'll make them work at the grocery store or at the restaurant so that they yeah. can later say, you know, uh, you know, I'm not a 100 spoiled rich kid, etc. Et yeah. It's like the wiser approach to uh, kind of upkeeping the image the old image that in some parts of the world is forgotten i guess of the of the super wealthy of being you know a a job creator a true member of the community mm. a pillar of the community or whatever yeah and it's, it's it's a very like you know hats off to the to the enemy <laughs> sometimes deserving it's a much more quote-unquote sustainable approach oh, yeah. to 
to how they're pitching it. That's why, for example, in the States, we can see a rising and rising levels of, uh, you know, uh, especially younger people, especially people entering the workforce and understanding, bro, I'm never going to have the lifestyle of the people I see on TV or not even on TV right across the street living in the skyscraper or in, the, on the, in suburbia that because they interact with the, not interact with, but because they get uh, flashed at with the lifestyle all the time that they will never be able to achieve, mm. that obviously, obviously radicalizes them much quicker than, you know, thinking that uh, the, that guy with a hundred million dollar house is actually modest and kind and a job creator, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. It's, uh, I guess rich people have levels of class consciousness <laughs> too, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I think the, the, the nice thing about America, well, not nice, but the, 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 the opposite about America is that, like, it, it's not, pe- pe- people are constantly grinding, right? You, you have this assumption that, like, it's not unattainable and seeing such horrible wealth is actually a motivation because you know that you're going to be rich too. Like, mm-hmm. this is... Yeah. yeah, and you notice it in America as well that the, it's quite common for people that have made it out of these poorer communities to really talk down upon the people from their community mm-hmm. as this kind of tall mm-hmm. poppy syndrome of, like, you know, I've made it, so it's, it's possible, oh, guys. Like, yeah, you just must suck. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, uh, you must suck, uh, but not in a good way or in a bad mm-hmm. way. Now, speaking of which, like, uh, uh, by the way, for our uh, beautiful listeners, uh, uh, both of our lovely guests, uh, just imagine them uh, both extremely handsome, tucked in together in the same room, uh, spitting at a very large, erect uh, microphone oh, yeah. throughout this uh, this entire time. Uh, I'll leave you with that uh, with that image in your in your brain. One day, <laughs> we hope uh, with JT and Hakim, and why not with these two lovely gentlemen, we will have the opportunity to all speak around uh, one mic in the same room because. Genuinely, boys, like appreciate the privilege of actually being able to, uh, you know, actually touch your uh, your your friend and your comrade or whatever, <laughs> Because oh, sad facey face, we cannot do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not. He's not wrong. We'll touch each other a bit extra just for you guys. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us on. It's it's pretty it's pretty rare that we get to chat on like a outwardly socialist platform because yeah. our. Um, our whole angle is brainwashing people who like aren't specifically looking to get <laughs> oh, into brilliant. politics. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's good to be a bit more open. Mm. Please tell our uh, our listeners about uh, where they can find your stuff. Obviously, everything is going to be linked below. Uh, something that you're currently working on, whatever you want to plug. Literally, plug. Uh, hey, buy my socks. Like plug whatever. Fuck, we should fuck, release uh, some. You you would like. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, we, well, we got we got, we got videos, we yeah. got YouTube, right? Yeah, well, we got two channels. So we got uh, there's Boy Boy. So it's more yeah, it's just political political documentaries and reacts and stuff like that. Then um, I've got a channel called I Did a Thing, which is you know just it's fantastic, just hey. just a making channel, kind of nonsense kind of guy that doesn't know how to make things, struggling to make things, and then chucking in politics when I can. It's a, uh, it's a pipeline. It's really from good. engineering to communism. See, you, you like to say that, but I do just like blowing stuff up without a reason as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite video of yours from that, by the way, was your, uh, what's it called? Um, Beyblade? Life-size Beyblade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was just... <laughs> How do you come up with that? Stressful as well. And the, the, the man holder one? That one was a vibe. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen the things around before. 
but again, like you, you see it and then you think and you're like, oh yeah, uh, it makes sense that the U.S. has militarized like full automatic <laughs> assault rifles yeah. in school zones. That's just a regular thing when yeah. you can have a perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was funny though because for that video as well, it was kind of like. I got a lot of criticism from people being like, what, you're saying police should have more weapons? I'm like, no, 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 I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying don't, mm. there's an alternative to shooting a man that's <laughs> tripping out on drugs, you know? Yeah. You could use a no. stick mm. and catch him. Like, <laughs> 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 but yeah. Uh, in terms of videos we're working on, though, we've got a, we've been working on an actually documentary for Boy Boy for like three, three or four three years four now. Years. Yeah, It's about oh, China wow. and kind of the, you know, the, the way the media portrays China, similar to the North Korean one, but this one's centering Let's around the, the dog meat That's festival there, which, you know, everyone condemns Chinese people for eating dogs, but we kind of discuss, you know, how we're kind of the same in what we do. Oh, yeah. Very excited for, for all your projects, boys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Boys, boys. <laughs> no, seriously, thank you for coming on. This, I think, was a absolutely brilliant episode. We would love to have you on again if you weren't too bored. Yeah, that was uh, great. Next time, we will torture you. You will be recording at 1 a.m. or 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. We will actually be not hangover or after a night shift oh, or God. JT being a dad at 1 a.m. is apparently a fucking terrifying mm. prospect mm. for him. Mm. Uh, you can hear his fucking voice. I'm going to kill myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously check out uh, check out the work below check out their patreon below if you want to support it i'll plug that as well check out our patreon without which we would uh, not be able to do this ever uh, if you want to support the show and uh, allow it to uh, have fantastic guests like this stay as independent as possible etc etc go chuck us a few bucks if you if you feel like it uh, share the show with whoever you think uh, would be interested in learning more about in this case uh, rich people or Australia and uh, native people apparently spinning all the time uh, and uh, thank you for listening uh, with that being said uh, I'll hand it over to uh, my beautiful soulmate Hakim to uh, um, do the stupidest ooh. outro of all time but this has been the program I'm Hakim I'm JT I'm Yugopnik and we're boy boy <laughs> <laughs>